It's six o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for happy hour. The happiest hour of half hour of 15 minutes of comedy that's going to be tonight. We got three comics, four if you include me in the house. And your very first comic of the night. Very exciting to have him here because he is headlining Cobb's Comedy on Sunday, December 10th. And I get to open for him in that show and I'm over the moon. So put your hands together for the very funny Spencer Devine. Yeah. Hello, is this one working? This one works? Okay, uh, summary. Forward chop, hammer drop kick. I know the name changed. If you don't know what that looks like, I'm going to get this out of the way. We're all shy. Okay, it looks like, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you didn't catch that, here's from another angle. Yeah, yeah. So you can see it from both angles. It's kind of like, uh, uh, a paper cutter, you know, like one of those big old paper cutters they let use in classrooms. It's large, it's unwieldy, and try to come near it without an adult telling you to be careful. Like, yeah, 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 watch out. You could break down, your band could break down in the middle of the Mojave Desert. It's just you, no human life for miles, and one lone paper cutter. You walk up to touch it, a librarian's going to pop out from behind a cacti, and he's going to be like, can I lend you a hand? Ah! Because librarians are hilarious. Uh, I, in a fight, basically look like someone's like, uh, what is this, EBT Zangief? And they learned that B was kick. And that's where they stopped. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other guy is like, stop doing that. And I'm like, not if I'm winning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the thunder. I, uh, I'm working. I'm workshopping names. Uh, I'm thinking uh, divine intervention, you know. Uh, but also divine intervention is like, Spencer, this is the reason you're making us sad. So, yeah, you know, maybe divine judgment. People ask Spencer, why are you so happy all the time? And I'm like, well, that's because you got to look at the little things, you know? Life's, like, on the way here, I saw a fight, a fist fight on the bus, okay? It came to blows. There was blood. People got involved that shouldn't have been involved. Like, all the things you want in a bus fight, okay? And then, I, on the way here, I saw a lizard at night. Same levels of excitement. Do you know how rare? They're just chilling. They're daytime animals. What the fuck? Okay, just for example, uh, winning the lottery, okay? Uh, finding a shirt on the ground that's not inside out already. Same levels. The birth of my firstborn child. Finding one onion ring in my french fries. Same level. That's incredible. I don't know who fucked up. Give them a raise. Uh, that's all the time I want to do, Pam. Yay. Yay. 
Ray Spencer and his new awesome jokes. Bring in the thunder and the lightning. That was lovely. Right, your next comedian, very funny young man. Clap your hands together for Harvey Walsh Avon. Yay! My dad's black. My mom's normal. That's not that's not fair. Uh, my mom's not regular. Uh, to be honest, that bitch kind of kooky. But more importantly, she's white. And I don't want y'all thinking that I think white is regular. Okay, Asian is regular. There's four billion of those motherfuckers. If you're normal, you are Asian, ma'am. Mom's white, dad's uh, black. You know, people don't understand. Uh, having a black dad, pretty tough. Pretty tough because he's black. And, and I still look this white. I wanna be, I wanna be black too. And that's tough. Because wanting to be black is the whitest shit that I do. Second whitest, I did just say about my mother, that bitch kind of kooky. Uh, but in general, that's the whitest shit that I do. When I'm undercover with a bunch of white guys, like homie in the back right there, uh, this game, we always play this game. If you had to be another race, what race would you be? Always had to be, by the way. Never like, if you got to be or if you could be. It's always like, if you had to be. And every white guy says black every time. Um, okay. I do look really white. And I've been told looking white is a privilege, of course. I'll never be the victim of a hate crime. That's incredible. I'm so lucky, and I would never, ever take that for granted. However, everyone likes to feel included sometimes. Lauren, if you called me the N-word, then fuck you. But thanks for noticing, you know? All right, cool. Uh, in January, I was talking to my friend and he told me, or uh, I told him, I was talking to my friend and I told him that Martin Luther King Day was coming up. He said, isn't February Black History Month? That's not how that works. Can you imagine if Black History, or February was Black History Month just because Black History happened to fall in February? That would be so crazy. Think about it. Like, it's January. Something is happening to black people next month. We don't know what, but the track record has not been great. All right. Uh, okay, enough black stuff. <laughs> enough black stuff. Let's talk about Jesus, y'all. Um, I think it's really disrespectful that we made the cross the symbol 
of his religion, right? Because that's where he died. We wouldn't, we wouldn't do that to anyone else. Like Jesus, we took his birthday, Christmas. We took out his last name, Christ, added a cross. Now it's Xmas. That's pretty disrespectful. We wouldn't do that to anyone else. The closest parallel I have to Jesus is Martin Luther King. This is me earning moral collateral for the end of this joke. Um, if we gave MLK the Jesus treatment, Martin Luther King Day, suddenly Martin Motel Balcony Day. That's where he died, Jesus died on the cross. Uh, there's monuments where they don't even bother to take Jesus off the cross. Can you imagine how much of a disaster this would be? If MLK was face down on a motel balcony and that was just a statue in the middle of San Francisco, that'd be insane. But that's what we're doing to Jesus in like a thousand churches across the world. Um, okay, cool. That's all I got. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Yay, Harvey Waljavon. He's so edgy. I love it. You're so edgy. Uh, your next comedian, what a funny lady she is. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Testing. <laughs> test, 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 test. This one? Okay. I can't hear it. I'm an old lady. I have one good eyebrow. And that's not the funny part, Dee Dee. <laughs> I know this one. Oh, okay. I have one good eyebrow and one that's trying to keep up. Wait, it's the other way around. And I have one good eye and one that can't read. But the good eye has the bad eyebrow, and the bad eye has the good eyebrow. And that just wreaks havoc with my OCD and sense of balance. It's like the bad eyebrow makes me look unfinished. Like God ran out of patience or time or something and said, oh, fuck it. A little Maybelline will fix that. What's life if not a challenge? And I said to God, I accept your challenge, God, but I will not draw in a new brow like some common floozy. No, I will instead hide my deformity behind some oversized Ray-Bans. That's just not getting a laugh. It's just not going anywhere. So. Bye, Spencer. Why am I whispering? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Spencer. So, uh, all right, that's, well, fuck that joke. All right, um, here's a new one. The expression, like for instance, is often abbreviated to be for instance. But somebody took that word, like, that was lobbed off and said, oh, don't worry, little like. We'll be, we have better work for you. And they took it. And they use it like all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that. We often we say like so often it's lost all meaning, and it drives me crazy. I hate like you know like when people like say they butcher like the English language. Like you know what I mean? I hate that. And you know what I mean? If you know what I mean, can also mean. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so I'm just going to keep going on and on and repeat myself until I get bored or you get bored and we go crazy and go, let's go have some pot and have a snack and pet the cat and then we'll discuss it. 
All right, wait, there's more. That's Okay, and then it's, you know what I mean is shortened to know what I mean to you know, and then the next phrase it's uh, you or no, but that's just, you put that together, that's Yiddish for new. New? Which if you look up the Yiddish translation, it means like you know what I mean. <laughs> and my real fear in doing this joke and complaining about this is that one day I'm going to start saying this, repeating it, and it's going to be part of my vernacular. What the fuck? I'm just going to like go kill myself right now. All right, fine. We can say uh, we can have much. We want to have much, but not too much because that would be too much. Too much, much. And if we had too much, much, where would we put it all? What is just the right amount of much? Is it a little much? I think it's maybe a bit much. This over here is a touch much. I haven't been touched much. But that's not, that's a hell of a much. That's mu much of a joke. All right, we're working on that one. Uh, pretty far, pretty near, pretty ugly, pretty soon. Pretty is a pretty weird, when you think about it, it's like, how far is pretty far? Is it cute far? Is it handsome far? Maybe it's beautiful far. There was a time when we couldn't communicate to a far. We'd have to say, if we have something to tell Myron, I want to tell Myron something, but he's not here. Well, we'll just have to wait till we see him. Now we can text Myron, we can email him, we can video chat if we're feeling sociable. With no time at all, we can go buy um, plane tickets and go see Myron, and pretty close, pretty far becomes pretty close. I fucked that one up. <laughs> Thank you. But then poor Myron loses his A day, and that's pretty sad. But I don't want to end this joke on a sound bad note. So here is a random impression of uh, Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. Scout! Thank you. <laughs> and if you know Gregory Peck, that was pretty good. And if you don't, then get on that shit because useless trivia just might save your life one day. Okay, give it up for Pam. I'm Lauren Corrad, everyone. She's fantastic. We've got another comedian for you. Clap your hands together, everyone, for GD. Well, welcome to the Terradome. Give it up for Pam. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have my friend in the audience today. His name is Mr. Andre. Please give it up for him. He came to watch this open mic, Andre. Don't worry if these guys are not funny. They are funny in the real show. This is an open mic, so it's fine. I just told him because I'm also trying new material. Um, <laughs> I met Andre actually, like I'll tell you, start of this year at the park. Both of us were new to the city. And then he met his girlfriend and I met a therapist. It's going good. It's going good, yeah. <clears throat> he moved to Ocean Beach, I moved to Depression. It's going well. So there is an app that we use to send money to India. And uh, recently, this app has been giving a lot of offers. Like if you join the premium category of the app, they, will, they are giving like 10 things like free therapy, like uh, Uber Eats Pass, you know, like uh, Tinder Gold. <laughs> Who is the target audience? Indians, right? Like Indians working in tech. Yeah. Don't you think I can afford Tinder Gold? 
Do you think money is the problem? My face is the problem. Me being Indian brown is the problem. Tell me something about that. I can buy a Tinder Gold and Hinge and Cringe, whatever these apps are. I can do that. But when I went to India recently, I got my blackheads removed because in Frisco, it charges, it costs like $125 to get your blackheads removed. I am not getting that shit. I will, even if this whole thing becomes like a black thing, I will walk with confidence. Fuck, black nose matters. That's the only line that works. My roommate is like a Wi-Fi on the plane. Uh, it's there, but no connection. <laughs> I should not be talking about my wife like that, but it's fine. She doesn't care. I'm single now. I'm so single I forgot how a vagina used to look like. <laughs> Yesterday someone showed me a photo of an ear and a vagina, and I couldn't tell the difference. I asked him, why are you showing me a photo of two ears? Like, you, sometimes you log on to your Facebook and it says, right, prove that you're not a robot, Can select all the photos that contain, uh, like a motorcycle or some shit, like it gave me like, select all the photos that contain a vagina. <laughs> so I'm a robot, I guess. My girlfriend, I have a, I have a girlfriend um, and we are trying to like relocate to another city. She's very supportive, very nice. She found an apartment in Sunnyvale, great apartment, so I dumped her. Don't want to go to Sunnyvale, fuck. <laughs> Sunnyvale is just like India, but just Sunnyvale has more Indians. <laughs> How's that? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A? So, um, <laughs> it was on, I was on therapy, yeah, that's not a lie. I was on therapy and my therapist told me that your symptoms tell me that you have depression. I said, no, but I'm not that rich. That's a rich people disease, right? No, she said now we have like a poor people version of depression, yeah. You can buy that at Costco. <laughs> or Sam's Market, yeah, that's right. Sam's Market, is that where? Okay, I don't know. Uh, I go to Trader Joe's, that's cool. Uh, because the receptionist is horror. So, <coughs> okay, I'm saying that um, any cap can be a shower cap if you are on drugs. Have you heard about it? Like, have you thought about it? Lauren, do you have a shower cap? This is my shower cap. I was on drugs last night and the night before that, and the night before that, and then that. See? Uh, during this tough time of drug addiction, the only saving grace is my girlfriend. She's so supportive, so helpful. She buys the best drugs for me <laughs> at a very cheap cost. She's the best! She's also a drug addict, but that's not the problem. The problem is I'm moving apartments. I, I have a very a lot of things for sale, like a queen size bed and king size insecurity. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, one last joke I'll do before I do drugs with Andre. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> fuck that. I should I should be better prepared. Okay. Uh, So about like good things in life, uh, like fentanyl, uh, I know America is going through fentanyl epidemic. Uh, okay. Amsterdam is going through uh, cocaine epidemic. Okay. I am going through Indian food epidemic. Okay. My girlfriend is going through small dick. Okay, bye. Okay, see you. Oh. <laughs>
GD, everyone. GD. All right, uh, one comedian left, and it's me. This is the one. Uh, cool. Hey, there's guys here. Hey, Lauren. Um, yeah, so I don't know what's wrong with San Francisco. I've been propositioned for sex on the street four times in the last two weeks. Am I giving off a sex worker vibe? I feel like this is more of a high school art teacher. that everyone wanted to bang. But uh, <laughs> teachers make significantly less than sex workers. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I only have one regret when this guy asked if I was working, and that's that I didn't ask him what I was worth. Because, you know, as a woman who grew up in the 90s, uh, I need a white man to tell me my value. <laughs> Just tell me. <laughs> Daddy, do you love me? Uh, I know, it's rough. I'm just going to say I'm going to teach you a few things about feminism, and then I'll talk about dicks in my mouth so we can all so we can all be happy. That's great. No, I feel like right now we can absolutely obliterate the patriarchy uh, through PG-13 movies. This seems difficult for people, but in PG-13 movies, if you cover up the nipple, you get to see 180% side boob, and that's hot. And you can see the butt, but not the whole, right? So what I think for equality now, what we need to see in PG-13 movies is some side scrote, <laughs> right? You're not with me yet. Uh, imagine together a Martin Scorsese film, and there's an infinity pool, and the sun is going down, and Nick Cage is swimming toward the steps, and... Uh, and we can't see his, his nuts right now because they are deep, deep in the water because he is old. And we see his butt. And he gets to the stairs and, and his, his balls are deep in the water and his, and his dick's above the stairs. And what we get to see, I have to do this. What we get to see is this beautiful stained glass side scrote for quality. Quality now. It could be shorn. It could be hairy. You're still not with me. <laughs> You're like, side boob, rad, side scrote, no. But if the genitals are covered, it's the same. I feel like it's the same thing. Patriarchy is upon us. I, it's all, it's everywhere. It's in the language, right? Um, when we become wit men, we menstruate. Ha <laughs> Menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do. And you put your name on it. And you think it's gross. Men straight. <laughs> you know, and then when we have sex for the first time, we break our hymen. Ha, hymen. Hi, I can have sex with all of you now. Hymen. The one I do understand, because I'm going through it right now, uh, is menopause. Because men no longer pause on me. I'm just invisible now. Ha, <laughs> uh, ha. The one prefix you give us. The one thing we get, we get herpes. That's the prefix we get. You give us herpes. Get it? It's herpes. Okay. You guys aren't into wordplay. Um, I, I can read and write cursive. I'm a witch, so ah, she can read. Burner with those books over there. Uh, why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Ah, they're just words. 
You heard some words tonight. Some were important, some political. I think words are witchcraft. I think they're magic. That's why we call it spelling. <laughs> I know. I love wordplay. They don't. It's okay. Um, all right. Well, hey, um, that's that's actually our show for tonight because I've got a show. Uh, you, you, just, you just missed us. Um, I get to go be on this cosplay show, that's, uh, and I get to be dressed up as Jar Jar Binks. Yes, the most hated character. Who's that? Did you just ask who Jar Jar Binks was? Jar Jar. Who, who, who asked who Jar Jar was? I, I, you don't know who Jar Jar Binks is? He's the most hated character in the entire Star Wars canon. He's like this racist amalgamation of every, he's like, Misa, the dumbest character, oh, Boomba. And he falls down and everything. Falls apart, and then really he's a Sith Lord, and he's come. He's just the he's just the racist manifestation of everything George Lucas wanted to do to the Ewoks. It's, <laughs> but just digitally. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for being here. I've got to work on that before I get there. And, um, we'll be back on Monday at six o'clock, and uh, tell your friends. And uh, all right. Yay! We did it. Check up on my mind. Oh, my. 
Life in the air, groovy with gold in your pocket, riding a wild set of wheels at an easy pace. <sighs> Are you there? Everything is smooth and cool. There's some traffic, but not too much traffic. But it's all right, you see, because you've got everything covered. You understand? You're driving along in the field of the sun and the radio's swinging a beautiful, crazy, wild tune. And you feel so good, you, ah, you feel right in there tight. Can you feel it? Yes. And suddenly your mind goes over to Hitleyville. You start thinking about a beautiful girl that you met there five years ago. And what a gasser she was. Oh, oh, take me now! Beautiful. Have your nose rubbed in a rose garden so many roses? You can't tell later. You can think about how charming she was, how gracious her people were, what a ball you had, what a beautiful time, how, how, how sweet, how generous, how, how crazy, how like a home in a home in a home in a home home. Kick it was. And you got to think of how you went out to the lake and you, whoo, man. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and you go many, many other places along that Rosetta, the Reverie Creek, and all of a sudden you say, what am I uh, everything all right? I haven't hit anything. I don't think I have no. The fender's all right? Yes. Good. Excellent. Uh,
Eric Morales and ladies to get to the movement, the scene of the Alva Nunez Cabeza de Vaca. He's a soldier for Ferdinand I of Spain, and he was sent to the New World after Bullion, and he flipped. He said to you, to, in order to know what it means to have nothing, you must have nothing! <laughs> and that's what he had in spades. <laughs> Through the story, he gave me the knowledge of the healing of the hand. And uh, I want you to dig it deeply. Get your key. I'll just straighten it out a little bit for you. He met an Indian chief who started with that. They were starving with that. He said they thought he was a white god. So they said, we'll be very happy to help you if you're straightening out the chief's boyfriend. He's had a little trouble. He's going to sit in the door with his back to the street and, you know, turn him around. So uh, he didn't know anything about making an appeal. But he fell back on his knees and he made a connection that shook the peninsula. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, he moved him. Well, here's where it goes down here. Now, you heard about Vasco da Gama, the island bumper. <laughs> he was a history cat with a big, fast pressing. He'd say, the Gamma bump island number one, boom, put it in the book. The Gamma bump island number two, boom, put it in the book. But there was another cat jumping at the same time that had a lean translation that cut his first cap to shreds. And they called him Alva Nunez Cabeza de Vaca the Gasa. He looked around the corner of his eyes and saw the man who was praying for us down and said, What time do you eat? <laughs> and he blew about 200 beautiful miracles right across the land. There was even one stud under a rug for four days, put the gas on him, blew him out. <laughs> This is history. Dig this jazz. And it's beautiful jazz. And Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca, the gas is fed. The end of the letter. So right at the end of his letter, he said, Your Majesty, I'm hip that you are grateful and king with a fat book. And he said, I don't want to knock a page on it. He said, I found out on this expedition that there is a great power within that when used in beauty, in immaculate purity, can cure and heal and cause miracles. And he said, when you use it, it spreads like a magic garden. And when you do not use it, it recedes from you. Omar Nunez keeps the days of the the <laughs> Sit here in front of a port wine glass. Brand new car outside, not a drop of gas. 
ever since I put my name on that dotted line, I haven't been able to sufficiently dine. In fact, I'm sort of in a string, but it ain't no big thing. 144 dollars a month ain't much of a deal. Two picks and soup ain't much of a meal. All the little money I run across goes in my gas tank out my exhaust. <laughs> it's a strain, but it ain't no big thing. Dollar on Monday, Tuesday broke. Wednesday's a drag, Thursday's a joke, walking around in the rain, carrying these terrible pains, baby, forget it, honey, it ain't no big thing. Come and take my car back. My girl told me not to buy a big car like that. But you know, I wanted to play the game. And now I'm in a financial strain. But baby, it ain't no big thing. I know I admit that. I get a terrible record. See, uh, when a woman first learns to drive, you're pretty safe in your own neighborhood because you can call them up and tell them you're coming. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when you go downtown for the first time that you're really on your own. And oh boy, uh, everything went wrong and it really wasn't my fault. Really, it was my husband's fault. Things that happened to me. Although he was not along. <laughs> he had put the car in the garage backwards. <laughs> well, that shot the hell out of my map. <laughs> and boy, I went right out the wrong end. <laughs> and that put me on the wrong street, going the wrong way on a one-way street that wasn't going my way. <laughs> And boy, they're, they're organized. They won't give an inch. <laughs> and everybody is coming this way except me and one other woman. <laughs> I loved her. <laughs> she was following me.
Show sure hate let the man come and take my car back. My girl told me not to buy a big car like that. But you know, I wanted to play the game. And now I'm in a financial strain. But baby, it ain't no big Great big pot wine glass. Do you know I got a brand new shot outside, not a drop of gas. Ever since I put my name on that dotted line, but Daddy, I haven't been able to sufficiently dine. In fact, I'm in a strain, but it ain't no big thing. You know what? $144 a month ain't much of a deal. Toothpicks and soup. Ain't much of a meal. All the little money I run across goes in my gas tank, out my exhaust. I'm in a financial strain, but it ain't no big thing. Yes, one dollar on Monday, nothing on Tuesday. Show us a drag. Think about the bread I had, but now I'm in a strain. Suffering from these pains But baby That ain't no big thing
drums, some of the work gets kinda hard. And this ain't no place to be if you plan on being a star. Let me tell you, it's always cool. And the boss don't mind sometimes if you're at the food, at the car wash. It's going to be a rock and roll. Talking about the car wash. Car wash, yeah. Come on, y'all, and sing it with me. Car wash. Sing it with feeling, y'all. Car wash, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Car wash. Never seen the stop coming. What I say. Keep those lights and machines humming. Let me tell you Oh, boy. 
Now, if I can only straighten out Governor Long. He doesn't want to listen to me. I would have had him over, but he won't dress, you know. Just sits in his pajamas, won't put his teeth in or anything. He's sitting, cursing at his wife, running around, making speeches in motels. He's really a delight, though. He really cracked me up. He had the greatest political campaign of any public figure. It, I show him on television, dig his political platform. I'm not a nut. <laughs> what is that, right? No honesty, better schools. I'm not a nut, that's all I got. So I don't wet the bed, elect me, that's all. Forget it. Governor Long is really a sign of our times. How did the governor get out? He fired the people who put him in. <laughs> Go fight that kind of action. You're a nut, you're fired. <laughs> if you read time, they grabbed him making phone calls. <laughs> Hello, this is Governor Long. Give me McElroy, Secretary of Defense. Hello, Mac. <laughs> this is the governor. Yes, they give me a lot of trouble down here, son. Jean Lafitte is bombarding us again. Are you there? It's the governor he whacked out. He's dingling, Daddy. Forget the re-election. Governor! All right, Your Majesty. Don't talk to any newspapers whatsoever. The Watchtower? Yes. Yes. All right, we're going to send some uh, FBI men down to take care of you. Yes. They'll be dressing all in white. It's warm in Washington now. Mm-hmm, good deal. All right, Governor. Well, let's see now. The FBI men will be here soon. A lot of important things to do today. Let's see what I have to uh, empty the garbage. And, uh... Yeah, I got to meet Aaron Burr for lunch. And, uh... Having a long... Yes, what is it? The FBI men are here to see you. Thank you. You're free, Bueller. Last act up. If you've seen me work before, you know I stole that voice from another characterization. That's actually Governor Farbus's voice when, when he was popular. It's weird. You fickle, you people. You swing with one hero and... Taken out of the home of Governor Farvis, the daughter. Daddy, I got a wonderful surprise for you. Well, what is it, Belle of the South? Well, Daddy, your daughter Sheila Jaw has gone to get married. Married? Well, that certainly brings a warm spot to my old Southern heart. Can't believe you're such a big girl, Sheila, getting married. You uh, marrying a local boy? No, Daddy, he's a New York stage actor. Mom and I met him last year in Freeport, Long Island. Hmm, well, I've never had too much truck with stage people, but I'm sure if my daughter Sheila Joy picked him out, he's a fine, upstanding man. What's his name, sugar? Harry Belafonte. <laughs> Italian boy, eh? Well...
right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. My favorite artist right now is Fat Boy Slim. That guy kicks ass. The band of the 90s, if you want to call it a band, because it's a one-man name. Absolutely. The um, Funk Soul Brother, check it out. Right about now. The Funk Soul Brother, check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother.
Food Up Podcast, and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Radio.
fait peur Tomei peur peur C'est la Yougouchen Qui te gagne Je te dis Bébé Tomei peur peur C'est la Yougouchen Qui te gagne Je te dis Qui te dis Mon papa C'est la Yougouchen Qui te gagne Je te dis Qui te dis Mon papa C'est la Yougouchen Qui te gagne Je te dis você que pungo pima e apaiana e cata golana estoche Você que pungo pima e apaiana e cata golana estoche E já tchus no bubu por o yuko xangu Kusikipungupi mayupayanaikutugulunistuching. Kusikipungupi mayupayanaikutugulunistuching.